Roger. Yeah, I think you're pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in me. Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Is what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. to all points of view, 375-degree circumference circle around, up and down, like a ball. It's a sphere. We can see you, you can see us, and we appreciate your presence of mind being here on Live to Tape, the hands on the branch, fully in control of Daddy's big red truck. We're now going to drive it into a small ravine. (coughs) It has soft rocks at the bottom. What the hell is going on here? On here. Thank you. For... Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what this, this is. Uh, this is a little crazy. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Johnny Pemberton. Welcome back to Live to Tape. Yes. Welcome back. It's been gone for a while. Because I, you know, I've been, remember all that crap I was promoting like crazy before uh, we resumed the last, the last seven episodes? I did it. I fucking, I fucking did it, daddy. <laughs> I did it. So thank you so much for helping me do that. Uh, we're, we're back. We're back. We're back. There's always this part of the. The Drum Buddy record I always think about where they say, we're back. And that's what I always want to sample, but I haven't been able to find it yet to sample it. But there it is. So thank you so much for uh, listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing. This is Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson, Jason Pepperhouse, Jason Peppercorn, also known as Kevin Tipcorn, also known as the driver, owner-operator of Daddy's Big Red Truck, where we take all the branches and put our hands all over them and make a big old bleep-reaping soup croup. And the cough comes up with a productive idea, okay? So that's where you are right now. Everyone, I, I want to tell you right now, uh, thank you so, 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 so much for coming out to the shows and talking and uh, hanging out and all that stuff. It was, uh, it was incredible. It's just so cool to watch stuff grow and have they grow because people are supporting things. So, yeah, there's really nothing I can say in terms of... Uh, about it, just other than I'm just eternally grateful to everyone who helped that uh, came out came out to the shows and it just was great. Every every show was so good, and I was 
I guess I was surprised. I was surprised that there's usually one bad one. There's always one that's kind of like, eh, you know what? That was a little bit, uh, a little bit then, a little bit me. It just it didn't happen. But I don't know. I fuck. You know what? I think I just fucking brought it because I knew I had to. Because I didn't want to. I wanted to bring it for everyone because I like y'all so much. So it was. I'm, I I can't say enough about it. And then I did, that tour was great. All the shows were great, and when I got back home, I agonized for a week and a half over this taping I just did recently, and that was amazing, too. But that was all part of the same thing. It was a culmination of all those great shows on the road and everyone helping me. So if I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you, and I really I, I thank you so much. So I, I, I just do, okay? So now I'm back into it. It feels weird to keep getting back into it because, you know, when you don't do something for a while, you kind of forget a bit how to do it. So um, I'm relearning. I have now, as of yesterday, have so much new time to be spending to dedicate to this and other personal things that you're going to get to enjoy. I'm just really excited. It's been a while. This is all so boring and fucking serious and stuff right now. It makes my skin crawl, even having to be like, yeah, this and that and that and that and this and this and this. There's no really other housekeeping business. It's weird not to have any housekeeping business other than just to, to fuck around. I do want to tell you that that song you heard at the intro was part of uh, the soundtrack to that new HBO doc called I Love You, Now Die. It's a guy uh, named Ian Holtquist. Oh, my God. The compositions in that are just so, so good. I can't believe it. So I wanted to, I have to give credit where credit is due. If you, if you get a chance to check out that, I mean, you can watch the documentary, sure. But I can't, I can't hardly watch the documentary. I was so distracted by how good. That's not, actually, that's not a good thing to say. They were fucking great, but I just, you know, you know when you hear good music in a place you didn't expect it? For me, I find it distracting where I can't like, oh my God, this is really good. I'm enjoying this so much. It's obviously, it really bolsters the, the story, this incredibly fucked up. It's fucking fucked up, bro. This story is fucked up, bro. I love you. Now die. It's interesting. It's about law. It's about teenage life and times and all that stuff. So check it out on Netflix and HBO. Netflix, HBO, check it out. Get on down there. Let it groove inside of you. Have a good one. Find out your magic day and just let it, let it slip and slide. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast Do all that stuff Check us out on patreon.com Slash live to tape um, Going to be doing some live broadcasts On there pretty soon So check it out And now without further ado I, and This is the rest of my The rest of the Billy Wayne Davis interview conversation, super fun, great time here on Live to Tap with Jimmy Jackson sitting in the back of Daddy's big red truck going down to the IPA village where there's so many IPAs from all different types of IPA vendors that were just so excited to be able to, to see all these different IPAs. Just to, just to be able to go down with the, there's the dappled light coming through the trees and all the vendors are hawking their different wares. IPA! IPA! That's where we are. We're in this nice public square that has beautiful tiles. 
and it's arranged in a sort of a, a grid-like square pattern, but almost like a fractal where there's squares on the squares that are smaller. There's a lot of little nooks, and there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of bathrooms that are easy to get to, and they have, they're secluded, so you don't feel like you're there. And they're also, they're, they're cool. They have, they're naturally cool. There's air cooling going on there. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of re reasonably priced food available. That's where we are right now. We're in this beautiful public square where the IPA vendors come out and with their, to shop their wares, maybe some pelts, some sustainable pelts. Everything is sustainable. Don't worry. Daddy's got your back on this sustainable village square on a downtown day where the temperature is just right. City and Austin's pretty right. fucking great. Um, I haven't done Acme, but I've I've done a bunch of guest spots there. I've never even been. I've never done comedy in Minnesota. Acme is uh, it's so good, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's comedy works in Denver. It's kind of like what the hell? Yeah, you, I feel like I've been sp not spoiled. Comedy attic in Bloomington. I have never done that. It's perfect. I've uh, I think I'm in the place now where instead of being spoiled, I'm the opposite of spoiled because. Um, I've done so many shows lately that are just like pulling teeth. Yeah. And then when you do one of those shows on the road where it's nice and people are laughing at everything, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. No, it is the. It's like you guys. Where have we got? Where have you guys been? Where? Well, there are those like the comedy attic in Bloomington because he's mm -hmm. curated the shit out of that club yeah. and. Uh, the same thing. I mean, that's part of it. It's just years of them not booking garbage or, you know, during the lean years. Right. Booking something they shouldn't to lessen their brand. So everybody who goes there is is used to, they've been trained. Yeah, even if they don't know who the comic yeah. is, they know they'll be quality. And it's not going to be a celebrity that's there to talk about being a celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that's, those, that's That seems to be the core part of the clubs that have made it through and are still good. Right. And then there's the ones that just book whatever. Right. Because there's like that thing where if you have to, I did the last club weekend I did. I had to babysit some people. Mm -hmm. And you know when you call someone out for being kind of disruptive and they stop? And it's fine because it kind of it's a little bit of novelty injection in the show because yeah. you, you talk to them and stuff. Well, it makes it seem in the moment, too. Like, no totally. Yeah, and it, it feels it feels good and it can be fun. A source for something new that's will only happen because of that moment. Yeah. Which is why live comedy is great. It's yes. great. That's the best part of it. This is just people who just don't understand, like... No, not now is when you you stop now. Yeah. You're done sitting in the front row talking to the person who I can't even tell how you guys are here together. Yeah. You seem like some sort of weird family that fucks each other. Like uh, a weird... What is like, the weirdest thing you've encountered on the road? Weirdest thing I've encountered? Mine you won't believe. I mean, I don't think I've encountered anything that weird. I also probably think I didn't think it was that weird. I, uh... I'm ready to not if, believe it. I don't know if I've told this story on a podcast before. Probably have, but I yes. doubt it. How about some music to tee this up? Okay. okay. I toured with Ralphie May do. for a while. Okay. Um, off and on. Uh, 
it, you'll have to do this for a long time. The story, there's a lot of little details that are involved. Well, uh, this is the start of the story. This isn't the... Okay, great. So... I have a drum machine here for no reason other than I this just is, grabbed it. This is one day this happened. This was the Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, we fly Orlando. The first night. This is the first night. So uh-huh. we we land. Um, we're going to the club directly uh, to the club. Oh, shit. Um, so, go ahead. Did you hear that? Something just changed? I didn't hear anything. No, I think my ear, never mind. My ear just did that weird thing where it started ringing with left ear. And I thought the, the mic uh, cut out. Okay, you got it. It's just my no. It's just me. It's fine. It's just my brain did something weird. <laughs> well, you seem okay with it. You're yeah, like, oh, my brain I'm, did that thing. It does. My, when my body does something weird, I'm so used to anything happening that, like, I don't know. I think it would take a lot for me to be like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm 38, so like stuff would have to be real bad for me to be like, I think I might be dying. Have you ever thought you were gonna have a heart attack and been kind of like, well? Well, we'll kind of we'll, we'll monitor this. Yeah, I didn't have it because I was nervous. It was a more thing where I'm feeling a tingling. I smell something weird and taste something weird. Could be a heart attack. It's probably not. But let's just be patient here. And usually see what it's happens. gas. Okay. Usually, if I'm like, oh, gas, feel weird or something. If I burp or fart later, I'm like, oh, that's it. Just backed up something and made. Things hurt in a way I've never felt before. You have no idea how many people go to the emergency room for gas because they don't know. Like, I'm feeling so bad. It's like, you have gas. It's just gas. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, so here you're on the road. So, Alfie Mae, it's Thursday. So, We're in Orlando, Florida. Yes. Home of Disney World. Home of Epcot. Home of, home of TJ Friday's The worst city in the world, really. It's a very some, dangerous, some, awful place. It can be dangerous. I mean, Chattanooga is dangerous. I disagree. I think North- Orlando's way more dangerous you than think Chattanooga, so? Tennessee. My sister lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't I know. I, I remember one time Chris Crofton, when we were, uh, he was opening, he was doing a show with Josh and I at mm-hmm. um, JJ's, which is the greatest place. Oh, JJ's like him, great place. Yes, great place. He was making sure where we got to our hotel because there's some parts of Chattanooga where you're like, ooh, baby. Oh, well, yeah, but that's like any Anywhere town. in the South. Well, yeah, any town like yeah. that. Yeah, there's going to be parts of. There's parts of L.A. It's the best city in the world that you're like, yeah, baby. Um, so, so we're in Orlando. Um, there's the club is two stories. What club to, is this? The Improv. It's not there anymore. It's not the. God. Um, they raised it after this incident. No, it stayed <laughs> longer than it should have. But there was like two, and I made a joke about it being a brothel the way it was set up, like yeah. an old West brothel. Then I go upstairs to the green room, and the GM comes in. He's like, it was a brothel. Oh. And I was like, okay. So uh, the way it was set up was like you walk down these stairs to get to the stage, mm-hmm. and then you're on the stage. So the stairs are going to like an upstairs green room. Yeah, and then you're in the green room upstairs. So Ralphie's on stage, and this was like the time where he was doing like, remember when Dave Chappelle and Dane Cook would do like eight hours? Remember that yeah. shit? I mean, it wasn't eight hours, right? It was like three or four no, they were doing like five to eight hours. Like God. Chappelle did like eight hours at the Laugh Factory one night, and, and I was punishment. Just, I was just remember like, was he mad at the? I will, why? Why would you stay? Um, so like that, all those headliners started doing like two and three hour shows after that. So Ruffy was doing like two and a half hour, three hours, and uh, so I would just go get crazy stoned in the green room and mm-hmm. whatever. And I heard about an hour and a half into his set. I'm real high. And uh, I hear just like commotion outside of right. the green room, like from the staff. And I was like, oh, what's happening? 
And then I come out and they're like, they're like, come here, come here. There's a couple having sex in the second story next to the railing. Like this seated in the audience at their table during the show. Okay. So the about that time people start like the people figured out right you could see Ralphie felt he lost the room. But he couldn't see why or had any Oh, he couldn't tell. No, he couldn't tell. So like the the lower part notices and they're like, Hey, there's people you know, there's not like commotion, it's just that slowly people start stop listening to him and are just like Yeah. So they're like, she's like on top of him. It's clear they're fucking, um, which was crazy to see. Like I just, the mental image just popped in my head. I was like, that is still, I've still, it is the way they were. Yeah, it was crazy. So this big bouncer comes over and he's like, and we know we joke, like, let him finish, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he goes over there. Is Ralphie addressing this at this point? No. He has no, no idea until he comes off stage. What so happened. how did you know it was going on? Because you could see it? Well, they, I came out of the green room. And the people in the staff were talking about it, and then they took me around. Oh, the other act, other exit. Yeah, so yeah. I'm standing behind the house, you know, through the door with like the curtain where they walk right. through, and we're looking at the dude fucking um, this woman. So this big bouncer comes, and he quiet. He handles it so well; it was beautiful. Um, so as they're leaving, I guess she drops her phone. Okay. So one of the servers finds it when we're cleaning. When they're cleaning up. And we're all hanging out talking about this crazy stuff. And the server walks into the GM who's there. He's like, yo, this is. And then the phone rings. And he picks it up. And uh, he's like, yeah, I guess your wife lost her phone when we were kicking you guys out of the improv. And the guy on the other end of the call goes, my wife was at the improv. Oh, no. And we were all like, oh, shit. God. So, and he was like, um, Yeah. And he was like, what did she get kicked out for? And he was like, well, uh, her phone's here. Foomp. And uh, just hung up. So we're standing outside. This was just like, we were just kind of talking about. And we're standing outside with the bouncer and stuff. And this dude comes walking around. And we're like, I was like, I think that's the guy. Just in the way he was walking. Yeah. Like very Florida, like tiny legs with giant upper body. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like brown yeah. kind of. And... uh so as he's walking up, we're like, you got to tell him to the biggest bouncer there. And he walks up and he's like, where's blah, blah. And he was like, why was she kicked out? And he was like, hey, she was having sex with somebody, blah, blah. And he was like, and all like three people at the same time were like, well, all of us were like, don't kill her. Don't kill her. And he was like, he's like, was it with the guy that looked like this, this, and this? And we were all like, yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> and uh, he was like, that's my business partner. And I was like, God, Florida is the worst place I've ever been. That Just, is, oh, man, that's that's our guy said that's probably a tale as old as time. That no one in that town seemed shooken by any of that story. And me and Ralphie were just like the whole night. We're like, that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. You know what that sounds like? Honestly, that sounds like the beginning of an episode of Forensic Files. Yeah, because it's always the business partner who. No, it was just the shadiest, mm -hmm. like kind of white trashy actions. What do you think their business was? Who knows? Construction of construction. Some kind. Yeah, we yeah. do. Uh, we do construction marketing. Um, Deep sea fishing. Uh, we do. Uh, we we license out propellers. It's this new type. It's called Vortex Ten. It's a. Uh, we wrap we cars for advertising. We do car wrap. Yeah, come on down. It's Jim and Nick's car wrap. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got a hot wife. We use her as advertising. Yeah, she's. Uh, we have her. We wrap, we wrap her, but it actually burned her skin real bad. So now she has to. She can't not wear clothes except for you know. It's just really bad. It was a mistake. What is? I mean, we've both been pretty horny. <laughs> I assume. You know what I mean? I've been pretty horny. Like, but to do that, to be like, let's fuck at this table. I think that's a, that's not. Because of horniness, that's an that's a crazy person who needs attention. Because if you're having an affair already, something's wrong. If you're having an affair with someone's bu- your husband's business partner or you're the business partner, both those people hate themselves. Yes. And want to destroy something, and so you're like, it's just the highest form of that. Isn't well, they destroyed the show destroyed on some the show. level. Yeah. That's all that stuff always is. It's always this thing where. Like, oh, you're destroying this. Yes. You want to be, it's like, and it's why Andy Dick is the way he is, because he wants to be, he wants someone to destroy him. What's a control, is it a control thing with him? I think that's I think it's a, both. Yeah. It's like, you want to, oh, how can I, something's, something's happening here. I mean, I love talking shit about Andy Dick because it's like, he can take it. No, he knows. He, he knows. seems very aware of what's happening. Oh, yeah. They were filming something here. I mean, I've never talked about this before. I've, I've met him, and he's been, like, the sweetest guy ever, too. Yes. I've been like, oh, my God, you're so sweet. Uh, can I, can I, want to do the podcast sometime? I would love to. Uh, take my number kind of thing. Yeah. Very sweet guy. But there's also stories I've heard of him, and I've also seen him other times be, you're a fucking ghoul. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a not even physically... There's someone else here. You have been inhabited. What's it called? You're possessed. He's 100% possessed. Do you think it's mental illness? 100%. Definitely. But there's that thing, the way it comes out with him and people like him, they do this thing where they're just, they're so oblivious to the what's going on that they are... Um, they make everything about themselves, and it just destroys. A friend of mine had a taping. Oh, that's narcissism. That's the definition yeah. of narcissism, where there's no—I mean, I think we deal with levels of narcissist throughout our business. Yeah, totally. There's degrees of it, too. But there's some mm-hmm. of them, like you're talking about, where it's like there's no concept of any other human being mm-hmm. except for how they affect them. Totally. But I also think it's a thing where maybe it's a th- it's something where if someone's been abused, they mm-hmm. don't—there's, th- like, such a deep-seated self-hatred that they find opportunities to destroy so people hate them for what they did. Oh, do you mean, like, that's the— that's the emotion they're comfortable in? I think it's probably, like, the same mentality as a school shooter in a way. Now, I'm not, like, I'm not likening these— no, but you know, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's degrees of... Like, what's the worst thing I can do? How do I burn down the world and in a way where what I'm doing is so... Well, I'll wretched. make them hate me before they can hate me on their own. Yeah, Here's I'm going to... thing. I hate myself so much, I'm going to do something to make people treat me how I feel I should be treated. Yeah. So it's like I'm going to I'm going to burn down a building with people in it and I'm going to kill my and they're going to they're going to catch me and I'm going to be treated with cuz I mean all that stuff comes it's so dark it has to come from a place of of utter oh it's uh like not blasphemy but just pure I don't I want to say nihilism but it's like a thing where does someone to do something so wretched as to you know go shoot up a church or any kind of act of terrorism whether it be like a terrorist, like a foreign terrorist, or just just the idea of someone doing something that's inflicting terror. Yeah. 
it seems to me that that comes the darkest thing that can come from is is like some sort of satanic self hatred. I don't know if Satan has anything to do. Well, I just say satanic in the terms of like, something that people the way understand. To, yeah, yeah. Like I it's, think it's, it's like a thing where it's just so dark. I think it is a well. It's to me isolation does something yeah. to the mind because I have some friends that you know that check out from time to time. And some of them are, like, really good at computers and that kind of stuff. And some of them are just, they like to live in the woods. Mm -hmm. But they both have, you know, if you put them in a room, you wouldn't think they have anything in common. Because, you know, one's like a mountain man and one's like a basement dweller. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But they're so similar to me, and I think that's why I'm friends with them. Because the way their mind works is, like, they're kind of introverts. So I have to go check on them to mm -hmm. be like... Did you go to town this week and touch another, like bump into another human being? Kind uh -huh. of because when they don't do that, their thoughts start to get warped. Yeah. And because they, they don't have a, they have this thing that they're intaking, this, mm -hmm. the, the world that they're intaking on the computer or the books and stuff. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, what's it called? It's, um, it's like mutated. Yes. And then, mm -hmm. but they'll call me and be like, yo, you're correct. But you're missing this point, this point, this point. Go do this or go buy a hooker. You know, whatever you need to do. Because I think that's what's happening to a lot of the Reddit terrorist kind of people. Uh-huh. Is that it's these other... They're, they're in these rooms isolated. Well, like the whole incel thing to me is... Yeah. How, how is that a thing? Well, it's because they found each other and instead of having a leader... That came in and be like, here's how we get you light. Yeah. You got to step the fuck up. You got to do this. You got to wash yourself. And then you've got to treat them like other human. They don't owe you things. What this you have is to do is everything you can possibly do. I, I mean, that's what you do. How do you get laid? You have to do everything you can do. Do you? Every industry is based off somebody trying to get laid. That yes. was the beginning 100%. of it. 100%. Yes. I didn't go into comedy. I mean, I go. It's both. Yes. It's both things. It's like, how can you, how can you make a living? And part of making a living is meeting someone you can sleep with who you love. Yes. That, that's part of life. Making a living, you're making a life. Yes. The insult thing is so nightmarishly. It's the kind of thing where I feel like there's a true generation gap when I read about it because I'm just, how can you, dude? All you gotta do is just try. Try. You forgot that you have to just try. And if you try repeatedly over a period of time, something will happen. Yes. You just have to not be like, oh, no, my fate's been cast in the wind. I'll never get a girl. That is, yes. You're fucking, you're such a stupid idiot. You're fucking idiot, man. The fact that, oh, you think you have to look a certain way to get a girl? No. Not at all. No, you don't. You do not. Thank God you don't. Thank God yes. women aren't. As visually motivated and stimulated as men are, I'm not, I'm, it's crazy. We would never get laid. No. If like even the best looking man compared with the woman, all he has to say is two things wrong, <coughs> and they're like, "Um, you're weird. Oh my, uh, you're a creep." Have you? I, every now and then, I'll think of like some date or something, uh -huh. some party I was at, and I was like, "I wonder why." You know what? Now I remember what I said. I remember like, "Yeah, that was." She shouldn't have. You think you're being funny? Yeah. Like, that's what I think I want to tell my son a lot is like, hey, what you and your friends think is funny. It's not always funny. So. 
They're not going to get it mm-hmm. unless they're already in your friend group. I told this story before about how in high school, one point, this is one of the grossest things I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> it's not super gross. It's more just, you did that? Yeah. No, there's. And I did it. Have you let it go? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's something where it's, oh, I just was so, I w- I'm, I'm blessed to have done it to people who didn't blow up on me and oh yeah no a ton of my shit yes but like, still oh. i still there's still things i'm like i still feel kind of bad that that yeah i didn't think i came from a, a bad place but i still like that sucks i, I mean I do, I do think it is funny it's a funny thing <laughs> yeah no yeah they just it's not funny to everyone in the place my friends and i uh to one of my friends and i we <laughs> so fucking gross we like um we like uh, raked a bunch of loose pubic hair mm-hmm. in with our hands yeah. and piled it on a napkin. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> the way you're responding is sort of like, it's like you're like a therapist meets a um, guidance counselor or like the teacher who's caught us and is on. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the cool teacher. Yeah. Like, I wish I wouldn't have caught you guys. You're Coach Zimmerman. Yeah. Co- yeah. Do you know Coach Zimmerman? Oh, we had a coach named, I think his name is Zimmerman. He was the coolest guy ever. He was that best. was our dude, too. Really? Literally. Wow. That's why I was like, that's weird. Yeah. He was like young. Like, I remember when we turned guy. like 18, I went to the bar because you get in the bar at 18, but you couldn't drink. And okay. he was like hammered there. And I was like, Whoa. I knew he was cool. Oh, I didn't ever get. I didn't ever knew about this with this He's guy. Cool. So we're raking our pubes, put them on a napkin. This is in the commons, which is like the lunchroom in high school. Uh-huh. We raked them, put them in a pile, and then put another napkin over it. And then I think we had so we. I think I called over our friend Aaron. Like, hey, well, not our friend. It was a tiny high school, so everyone is. I knew everyone's first name and last name. Called Aaron over. Aaron's, you know, cute, popular, pretty girl. Oh. Have her sit down. Hey, Aaron. Like what? And I have her, I lift up the napkin. Like, hey, check that out. And she just like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know, what does it look like? And she just, you guys are disgusting. She's right. And she's totally right. And then we like laugh so much because like, we showed showed her a pile of our pubes. idiot. She's so so dumb. gross. Well, and. I don't think we thought she was dumb. I think I kind of felt a little bit like. You like her. Oh, totally. Of course. Yeah, I like Aaron. One of my friends put a possum on a woman's car. <laughs> like a dead, it was dead. And they dated like most of high school. Dude, that's gonna be a thing. I want like a that to be a show. It's called uh, I don't he know. Got what her attention. Call. It's a thing. And they dated for like three years in high school. I have this so so many things that men have done to get women's attention that is so lost on the man <laughs> and the woman who is. You know, seven or eight years, she's the same age as the guy, but her mind is oh. seven or eight years advanced, yeah. is taking pity. Like, they interpret, accept, they think the acceptance is coming from um, that they like this thing, but it's more just, uh, he's, he really, he's, I, I, he's I making an effort. He's trying to he's communicate. He's making an effort. He's trying to communicate. That is, oh, that uh. is so. That's devastating. I think you have to do it to learn. I think you have to live through it. Well, what's that from True Detective where it's like that? It's that quick line about like women are more aware about sex. And then that woman from a goes, young age. And she yeah. goes, because they have to be. Yeah. And it's just devastating. That awareness, like the way they put it, where you're just like, God, that is just the truest, saddest, most oh, totally. fucked up. 
There's some comedian. I remember Al Jackson, the comedian, was telling me about that. We were talking about something. We were drinking or something. He was saying how you got to understand that women, they have men, they have adult men talking to them differently when they're like 13. Yeah. They're talking to them in a way. They're flirting with them. It's not right or good or even necessarily always in a real sexual way, but there's definitely the second— there's a tone to it. There's yeah. a tone that changes, and they have to deal with that everywhere they go. Any guy they're encountering, like let's say you're working at like a like a refreshment stand on a golf course. Oh, that's like, the worst. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, they're gonna, they're going to flirt with you, and it's probably not even going to be. Most of it's probably going to be pretty. Um, well, they think I worked on a board. golf course. I worked oh, with yeah. maintenance on a golf course. Like, okay, and there were all the the cart girls, but it seemed the ones that did the best knew their. The gig, yeah, I mean, and then probably, every, every now and the then a new a girl would. Oh, would they, well, they knew that's protected them yeah. to a certain point. I mean, we always would keep an eye on certain people because you're like, oh, fucking Larry's playing today, you and watch. he's a creeper. Yeah, old Larry's. Yeah, and she'd be like, yeah, I don't like being on the course when he, you know, uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Where, but it was like, and then you see the old man like, no, they like it. It's a game, and you're uh -huh. like, they don't like it. They like the money part, and they know that if they. Are sweet to you just enough. You're gonna be. Oh, I like she's. I like her a lot. No, she's like a daughter to me. Yes, she's like a daughter to me. Oh, that kind of shit. Oh, yes. really? Oh, you you want to fuck your daughter? A daughter, I finger on the golf yeah. course. Yes. No, yeah. no, Billy. It's not like that. She's like a daughter. She's a daughter. I always put my hand on my daughter's. She, pussy. I think she's funny. I joke with her. She likes joke with me. Yes. She like, knows I'm a joker. I don't get it. I'm a salesman. That's how we are. <laughs> yes, yes. That thing they encounter it, and I don't think I mean I fucking went to puberty so late. I don't think I understood. I think the first time a woman was even was sexually interested in me, I probably didn't even recognize it. I. It's like that's what you're talking about. Like, oh, whoa! I didn't. I thought we were just joking. I thought. <laughs> I remember a teacher coming up, but I mean, this was my junior year, and we had to wear our football jerseys and they were like really tight so i just have broad shoulders that's yeah. how i am that's how my body is oh poor you well that's what you know i'm not <laughs> saying it. i'm just saying it's like i'm not bragging but just how i was yeah. fucking born whatever i can um, wear a women's blazer easily exactly yes i can yes i don't yeah if i wear shoulder pads and a blazer you i mean, look insane I mean you can't wear women's clothing i, <laughs> I do have tiny hips uh, but uh, this teacher came up behind me. We were alone in the hall, older lady. Uh -huh. and she just, and I walked out and I didn't know she was standing there. And she's like, God, you have such broad shot. And the way she said it, I was like, okay, that is. And I said something to my dad about, it, and he was like, oh, she's, and my dad's a teacher. He's like, oh, she's been known to try to fuck students for yeah. 20 years. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, dude. And he was like, yeah. And then one of my friends ended up hooking up with another teacher. She was hot. Jesus Christ. And I remember thinking she was flirting with me at one time, but I was I was like, oh, that's just me wanting her to feel yeah. feel that way because she's very attractive. Mm -hmm. And then weeks later, one of my other friends being like, hey, you know, so-and-so's fucking Miss Wilkerson. That's like, just crazy what? to me. One of my friends when I first moved here, he's a comedian, he told me how he fucked his high school teacher. I'm like, how was this? He was from, he was from Kentucky, I think. How, how the fuck is that real? It's the young part. It's she was like twenty three, twenty four. Already had three kids at twenty four. Yeah, that's the thing. I suppose in certain, and certain her, rural, rural communities, her husband 
was like a teacher at another school and was like 10 years her senior. God. So I'm sure he got a hold of her in yeah. high school and started dating her like senior year, fresh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then got her. And then so she's like, well, this is what you do. You just find one. God. I never thought, I never put that together till just now, but that's what it People was just. People get so bored. It's bored. And then I think there's like, the there are like, well, there's a, attachments because you're with somebody. It's like a work thing. Uh-huh. There's a work thing. I think it's a, it's a triumphant, like a Venn diagram of abuse, boredom, and workplace attachments. Stuff. Yes. And then the small town thing, like. Yeah. Which is boredom. Small well, town's boredom, I think. Well, there's also a supply and demand part of it, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because, like, like they all fuck each other. <laughs> that, that don't leave uh-huh because you have to to a certain point you know what i mean like well there's nothing else to to fuck yeah yeah there's all everyone's and they're okay with it on a level that you don't see a whole lot if but they just don't i don't know if they talk about it or what it is but like in cities and stuff like you don't see that as much uh-huh. people fucking within their friend group like that and right it, it being okay because you can move on to other friend groups so intellectually it is more i mean i was in i was i was early to a gig in tulsa oklahoma one time and i stayed at the econo lodge by the airport and i was the only person there that wasn't in a swingers organization really and they had rented out the whole hotel and this young dude that was behind the desk thought it would be funny if i was like the only person there when i checked in and i was like yeah that is pretty funny once i realized what it was but god uh, and then i went to him and I was like, is this, he was like, once a month, they rent out this whole hotel. And I was like, what is, I was like, it's, and I was like, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what it is, and he's like, if you look, it's a lot of married couples that have been married, they're in their late 30s, early 40s. They got married when they were 19. Yes. Still happily married, love each other, but never had their 20s to go fuck around. Oh. And now their kids are 15, 20 years, you know, out yeah. of the house, and they're still old enough to, or young enough to go party right so now they go party that's interesting it was i mean this was 10 years ago i rolled into that situation so it was just like one of those eye-opening things right oh everyone fucks even these bible belt places it just the more repressed it is Mm -hmm. the weirder it pops out and you have to do otherwise you she gets bad it gets weird yeah yeah and, the, and he was saying, he was like, what's funny, he was like, all these people, he was like, 80% of these people will go to a church tomorrow, go to a church service tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck, he was like, they will get out of here, they'll be done way before checkout, you'll be probably one of the last people to check out. In a way, though, it's not like, uh, it seems like it's sustainable. It's you not so bad. You think it's sustainable? Well, it seems like it. No, and it was like there was a theme to the party. Yeah. There was like a big dance in the, and, and then they all went to the And it respectful, rooms. I guess. It was, I seemed invited, like I was invited several times. Oh, God. Because the rooms would be wide open. Yeah. The doors would be wide open. I would feel so weird by that. It would be something where, like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool to do this. And then you'd be like, um, I just, I'm not going to be able to relax. The novelty wore off so fast of just yeah. me walking around watching it that I was like, and then there was a couple women what I noticed too was like there was a couple of women that were very attractive, mm-hmm. not a lot, but a couple, and then I was one of the more attractive people too at that place, 
So like that happened, but then you could feel there's like a jealousy. Oh, and so like yeah, that. so maybe it's not so good. No, that's immediately <laughs> yes. Immediately I felt that and was like, God oh, fuck this. I've been here for five minutes outside of this. Yeah. Not even in the thing. Just soaking it up. Yeah, because one woman came over, she's like, What's your name? Like very forward. And I was just young and dumb and yeah. just a little drunk too. So I was like, Hey, what's up? Blah blah blah. And then two dudes came over and just the you know, I was like, Oh, and this is some weird foreplay for you guys, too, is making yeah. people jealous. That's another thing people don't think about is, like, some people's foreplay is fucking other people up. Uh-huh. Like, you see that at bars and doing shows. Totally, because it's like this uh, animalistic thing. Uh-huh. You going to protect me tonight? I'm yeah. going to start some shit, and then you're going to get all fired up like a like a, a he-beast. going to puff up. Yeah, and then I'm going to go ride you when you get home, you jackhammer me until I fall asleep. <laughs> That's what it is, dude. You spend a lot of time on the road, just because, like that stuff. I, yeah, it's out there. I just you forget that it is. I watch it all. I fa it's fascinating to me because it's that culture. Well, I like cultures. I like watching how people yeah. interact. Um, I it just it's an interest of mine. So it may it lends itself to the comedy I do too. Wait, so you started say so you started doing comedy because you were depressed after you quit baseball. I'd always liked comedy, and right. uh, they figured out, like, I was kind of religious in high school, um, and then they figured out I was good at speaking in front of people, and I think that's just from playing sports, uh -huh. you know, like, that kind of, like, I'm also good at leading teams, because my dad's a football coach, right. so I was like, that was just around it, so I, I and I liked being funny, right? because that felt fun. I don't like people, I don't like tension. I don't mind confrontation, but I don't seek it out, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. Um, and I think I just also, I, and then I figured out some advisors put me in like a radio program here, there. And it was in college. Of, yeah. And then I just always lend itself to doing funny shit. Do you remember the first time you did stand-up thing? You were like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to do not funny stuff or funny tangent stuff, but like, oh, this is the, you're fully saying, I'm funny, and I'm doing, presenting what I think is funny that I thought of. Yeah, for a while I had told people I was going to move to Chicago and go to the ground, or go to the second city. Cause Dude, that's, that's my same plan, exactly. Because that was exact all. Exact same plan. That's all I knew. That's so weird. I had the exact same idea. I wanted to do that. And I was like, because that's what Farley and all these yeah. guys that I liked, and totally. you know, and the, I didn't because when you're growing up, stand up's not something you're shown. Sarah not live and these mm -hmm. sketches, you can show kids sketches and stuff. Right, stand up's hard to. My parents always like stand up sitcoms, good quality stuff. Good quality it, sitcom. Well, when you know, like looking back, the stuff that they liked, you're like, oh, you liked good shit. That's yeah. why I have taste. Thank, thank God. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so, and then, but Zanies um, was in Nashville. I was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. I was dating this girl, and I think she struggled with, she was, like, bipolar, mm -hmm. and then I think she saw the depression in me that I didn't know I had. Right. Because after I quit playing sports and I didn't exercise, I drank a bunch, and there'd be days where I just didn't get out of bed. Wow. I was like, what's the point? I didn't realize that was depression. You know, I was, like, 20, yeah. 21. Um so she was good about when she was at herself, like, encouraging me to do stuff. And then she was like, why don't you just try it? Mm -hmm. 
you watch stand up a lot. You watch Mr. She, you know, and she's like, go. And so I was like, I called Zanies. I was like, what do I need to do for the open mic? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you need to bring four people. It's in a month. And I was like, cool, I can do that. Um, I spent a month writing and then went and did it. And while I was on stage, I remember like feeling lighter. Oh, cool. And being like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And like I get chills every time I talk about it because it was like I do. It's such a vivid, honest, real moment in my life where I was like halfway through it was going well enough, in the things where I was hitting the things I was supposed to hit, that I was like, "This is it. I can do this." Yeah, if it's the kind of feeling where, I'm when I first started doing it, I was like, "Oh, all this time before that." I was basically not happy. Yeah. I can do this, and it's such a small thing, but it's like, holy shit, I'm f- I'm flying right now. I'm yeah. like, nothing can happen bad because you're in some sort of a lightning tube. It was like relieving, and I'd quit school like within four or five months after that. Really? I mean, not because school was going bad. It was just like I was wasting my time there. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. My parents were really cool with it because they were like, yeah, you're also wasting your money. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that part of it, but I was like, oh, okay. I, mean, I got out because I didn't take a lot of loans out or anything because I realized, well, I went and played baseball for two years at a junior college, so that cost maybe $11. Oh, right, because you, uh, if you play, you get like a scholarship, right? Yeah, you get like $200 off the fucking $500 <laughs> thing, yeah, where you're just like, okay. And then I end up going to Western, this makes me laugh because I went to Western Kentucky I, uh, being from Tennessee, I went in-state because the junior college was next. Mm-hmm. It was a border state. It was $8,000 cheaper for me to go to Western Kentucky than the University of Tennessee. Wow. Which was 40 minutes from my house where I grew up. That shit's nuts. So I was just like, oh, because someone stole my wallet the first year I was at junior college, and I had to get a new license with my uh, junior college address. That's, That's what did it. So it was like you think about those things like that guy stealing eleven, you know, twelve dollars from my fucking nineteen year old wallet. Made you so much money. Saved me eight grand. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's we should close up or close out or um, yeah. adjourn? I think the adjournment's a good way to say adjourn. It. Yeah. Have you had jury duty? I you? have, but I've never been picked. Did you have to talk in front of them? I did one time, and it was like the one. What was a great experience? I, I'll tell you this. Um, I'll tell you this, Billy. I, I had a great experience too. Hey, yeah. Billy, I'll tell you this. Ah, uh, um, <laughs> as a stand-up comedian, I am uh, familiar with performing, but I've never been so fucking nervous in my life to have to talk to the judge. Really? Because uh, I watched all these people. It was a huge trial, right? Yeah. It was like a six-team lawyer. It was a corporate thing. Cool. They said it was going to take forever. It was some corporate uh, accountability for like a, a chemical thing, right? Uh-huh. I guess like these kind of cases are like a six-month deal because it's so there's so many parties. So they had like probably uh, maybe a hundred of us in the room yeah. who have been selected from whatever, and they have to. And they're talking about the trial dates and the the judge who's this woman. Glasses, you know, real hard ass lady, but I, a, a likable person. I think it's the kind of person I like. The judge, yeah, no nonsense, no nonsense, but not like cold. No, she kind of reminded me of like one of my mom's friends growing up, gotcha. kind of thing. Gotcha. And so she's there. Now is the time when you have, to, if you can't make this, you have to tell the judge. Mm-hmm. And um, so I watch all these people 
try to say something, and she oh, just yeah. she's got this fucking. Well, they do it every day. They have X-ray vision. It's so funny to watch. That is funny to watch. They're so casual, being like, okay. Um, and so, uh, where is the school? Okay, and wh why can't you do that? Right. So there's no one who can do this for you. Okay. So there is. So you you can do. It. Okay, mm -hmm. great. Next. And people were like, I don't, I can't see the color red. And yeah. She's like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with the trial. No, like, so. oh no, you, that's fine. Um, okay, and just like fucking <laughs> cutting through all these people who are like, I, I don't, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yes, you can do it actually. And I was so nervous because I, I don't believe in black people. Or like, well, is that person sitting right there? Like, okay, you got me. Here, just just <laughs> I, the crazy stuff. Yeah. I think I was supposed to shoot on a TV show. I was supposed to shoot on Superstore like next in two weeks maybe and i was like okay this that's that's a legitimate excuse yes so a lot of people involved a lot of people involved if i don't can't make it i'm fucking over hundreds of people yes and a lot of money yes a lot of money a lot of money and i um thought about what i was going to say i was like oh, really okay i have to say this i have to say this in a way that doesn't seem precocious or anything yeah i, I stand up and i say it and she's like there was the most the greatest thing ever because she was oh what show is it okay Oh, what is it called? Interesting. I, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, so what are you doing? You're an actor. Okay. What, what's the character's name? <laughs> she was like kind of interested in it. <laughs> and I think some people who were there had seen the show. And that someone was like, yeah, it's, it's someone like said something like, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's really good. It's a pretty good show. <laughs> something it's, like that. Pacing's really tight. That's why I got excused. But I was so fucking nervous, man, because the judge, it wasn't like an audience she just was so it was like a different kind of performing oh it I is had to be so i had to be 100 percent honest because i knew she would just fucking like there's no shenanigans no i did one i got one it was the the a marijuana thing Ooh, I and i was like immediately like well i'm gonna get out of this but it took him like five days to get to me okay. so i got to and the thing i liked was like i was like what's fun is like i've always wanted to ask people in my in the audience questions but like, why do you think the way you think mm -hmm. and that's what they can do but you what, what's frustrating is like you can't ask follow-up questions because they'll say things and you're like i would like to hear more about what they just said yeah like one lady was like uh, marijuana's against my religion i still think about that mm -hmm. i still think about like what fucking religion is that like that probably thinks she's probably christian I'm and she sure it that was. Christianity says that you can't smoke weed. I, well, I'm sh yes. And then there was one dude whose whose grandfather raised him, and his grandfather was in the LAPD, and he just he said some crazy stuff, and the judge pressed him. Mm -hmm. But then it was clear it was like, oh, he's just been briefed on stay say this and then stick to it like this this like he had a procedure about yeah. it. It was impressive to watch him do that. And then the judge kind of laughed at a certain point because they saw like, through it, where he was like. Okay, I can't get you out. You have been trained at this. So, like, yeah, That's the funny. system taught you how to get out oh, of this. Oh, I get it. So it was more of like a, well done. Well done. Well done, sir. And then when I, they asked me my profession, I was just like, I was like, stand up. Because um, I didn't, like you said, I didn't want to lie and be like, writer. I'm like, yeah. what do you write on? I'm like, I'm like one, I've done punch up twice. Write on myself. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and then I could feel all the eyes. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, well, what is your stance on marijuana? And I was like, I'm a huge fan of it. <laughs> they all laughed at that. Oh, yeah. And everyone, I was like, I have a prescription for it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, and then the way the thing was set up, it was like a zoning violation. Mm -hmm. But it was like three poor people who had three different types of public defender. And then this, and I was like, okay, 
And I mentioned Citizens United. Oh. Because, because well, when he, I had it. Oh, someone's been reading, huh? Well, uh, he's, oh, we got a reader in the house. It was like, well, he said, well, because one of the things he was like, I don't want you to get in here and like, like weave through and take the jury down on your own agenda. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I want to know. And I was like, I can't guarantee that I won't do that. Uh, he was like, so you're telling me, he was like, you seem like a very intelligent person. You can tell the difference between a zoning violation and the, the moral viewpoint of marijuana and right. i was like yes i can but here's where i do have a problem with this issue is because i don't know who made those zoning those zones and i don't know why they put those zones there and could it be that they're consolidating all the people that own marijuana into you can only own it own it the and, ju- the, uh, and the judge shut me the fuck down oh, because, because you were tainting the fucking jury pool is what Ooh. i was doing and uh, immediately the the uh, prosecution was like, uh, we moved to dismiss, dismiss juror number 45. and uh, That's spicy. And uh, the defense, the head defense attorney said, uh, we, we moved to, uh, we're okay with that as long as he tells us where he's performing next. <laughs> and I was, and as I was walking out, I was like, uh, I was like, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv on Thursday, 1015. <laughs> Not in the lab though, main room. And I walked out. And uh, you could just hear they laughed, and then I walked out, and I was like, okay, that was really fun. But I had planned it for five days, because I was like, I was trying to... Yeah. Because it was bullshit. That's great. Because I was, and I even said, I was like, no one's making money here. There's public defenders here. This is purely politics. Wow. I was like, you guys had to find, and and that's when he shut me down. I was like, you had to find a courtroom. That's why we have to come here on the... And he was like, that's enough, Mr. Davis. I appreciate your time. Ding, ding, ding. That's enough. He wasn't mad. I think he was just like, I think so many people weren't versed in what was happening and how the whole thing works that I think he was kind of like... There's like me and a couple other people. It's hot and nasty. He's like, fuck the system, man. You're listening to Black Oak, Arkansas? I do like that. Do you like black? Do you like blackberry smoke? You know that uh, I don't really know them. You like them? Am I gonna like blackberry guy? smoke? We, should, we could have played so much more music. But this is. You know who you like? What? You would love Goose Creek Symphony. This is all fucking blackberry, gooseberry, Goose, Goose Creek. Creek Symphony. Look that up right now. Jesus That's Christ. more important than anything that we've talked about. Goose Creek, Creek. Symphony. Okay, Goose Creek Symphony. I have to piss again so bad, it's insane. It's that Brazilian soda. It, it is that shit. It is good, Let though. me pause this. I'm going to go piss, then we'll play Goose Creek, and we'll, we'll stop the okay. podcast. It's the soda. It's the soda. I think it's probably... I have, to, I, take, I have to take this fucking bowel medicine. It makes me super thirsty. So I drank a bunch. Also, I went running, too. Fucking ran up the top of the hill. It's good. Yeah. It's I fucking good. love running. I do too, but it's hard to start sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to start. There's this there's that saying. What's that famous dancer? Uh, Twyla Tharp, I think. Maybe it's her. Or someone, some famous choreographer. Uh, she says that, like for her, like she gets up in the morning every day, at like five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. to go to to dance to you to rehearse. And she says, like the second she um, hails the cab, it's over. Like she has to do. She has to go. Oh, so, I guess that is like a good. Yeah. Once you leave the house, you're in. Yeah, it's like it's the thing of forcing yourself to do the thing, and once you do that thing, you just have to do it. You're in. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, but at the same time, like there's so there's so much power in like being like I'm not doing this today. There is. 
But I guess if you do something so regularly, then it becomes where it's easy to fall back into it if you have a rhythm. Oh, yeah. No, without I a doubt. Yeah. I'm struggling to establish currently. Yeah. Yeah, my... I didn't... Oh, so, I, mean, I just got... Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Oh, I know about this. My mom used to sing this shit. No, my not this. Well, look up words of earnest. This lyrics, I know these lyrics. Well, this is this is a Janis Joplin. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. so Janis what's... Joplin did the Mercedes Benz song. That's that song. That's a cup. So my mom's from Louisiana, so she likes you know. Yeah. she's a fucking redneck. Busted flat in Baton Rouge. Wait, that's Chris Christopherson wrote that for <laughs> Janis Joplin. <laughs> what song should I play? Uh, words of earnest or welcome to Goose. Words Creek. of earnest. Almost like the dead. Oh, it's from the 70s. It's like, it's yeah. all that shit, yeah. This is definitely like acid country lived rock. In the city and I lived in the woods. Lived through the far and I lived through the flood. Lived through the summer when the creek went dry. Guess I'll keep a living till the day I die. It's kind of funny. This just story. feels like you're in a place where you can hear crickets and there's high, tall grass. Yeah, and there's a certain smell. Yeah, yeah. and there's only one place that has hamburgers and it's really good. Oh, it's the best. And they got the crinkle fries. Crinkle fries. Yeah. I like this part. Even tried work and I even tried school. Fell in love, I got pushed through hate. Even drove my car through a big steel gate. It's all wise, but in that country, simple, and they're great musicians. In the hills of old Kentucky, once lived a man who used to know. He got every morning at the crack of dawn. So, this is the kind of music that's not going to make it much further in time, I feel like. Well, it'll have a renaissance. You think so? I mean, think about if this music wasn't great. I'm this not saying was it's not the, great. The fucking Lumineers would not have a career without this. Does Lumineers sound like this? That whole, like... I honestly don't even know what they sound like. I'm going to listen to Lumineers right now just to see what this shit sounds like. It's the same... Lumineers are actually it sounds worse than this because there's it's not as I'm scared to play this simpler it's not as good uh, uh, oh it's this it's movie trailer shit oh god that's what this is right this is hey, the hey do you, does your family have enough money you can worry about why your mom looks weird <laughs> That's what this music's for. It's, uh, Dad's Dead. Again? Oh my God, everybody. Um, I can't believe we're coming back for this. How are we going to divide his money up? I just found out that you're my brother. Isn't that crazy? Wow, this is just crazy. I think this is the kind of music I like less than anything else. <laughs> this may be... What a great way to put that. I mean... The thing well, about the, this is, like, Kiss, I hate Kiss, but Kiss is so, is so like, shitty that it's almost... It's campy. 
There's a camp to kiss that you're like. The, uh, the yeah. camp is lost on me. I hate kiss. Yes, no, I agree. I hate everything about but kiss. But you can acknowledge. Yeah, it's almost fun to hate them. It's like yeah. it's like rooting for uh, like a rapist to get the electric chair. That's oh, kind of how I feel about yeah. kiss. Yeah, like yeah. I want to watch them burn. Not so much they hurt them, but it's kind of those things where. I well, see it's Gene just Sim- ripe for parody. Yeah, like Kid Rock. In the same vein, I guess. I, I mean, Kiss to me is just even so much worse. I think it's Kid Rock is Kiss for a new generation. Like, I'll, I'll I'll take that. It's but the Lumineers here. This to me is manufactured genuineness. There you go. Yes, it's that. It's a hundred percent that. It's this weird, like fake, fake uh, canned pandering. Can can pandering manufactured genuineness. Mm-hmm. It's the thing. God, what's the thing? What I'm looking for? Like that hey, that that clapping. That's hey. that's so show me family. Hey. All the blood that I what that is is manipulating that you're in this fucking you're you know, part of the group. Hey, we just did this in an abandoned building, remember? And you're like, hey, you're part of this group with us now, and you can do the hey. It's this one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes. To me, it's the kind of thing where I would love to make a movie where someone gets murdered slowly in a lawn chair to this song kind of thing, you know? It's like some, it's like, uh, what's his name? I couldn't watch it either. It's, I'd be like, this is too real. It's this Willem Dafoe. This with, is real life. Here's what it is. It's Willem Dafoe with a shirt on, shoes, no pants, no underwear. His dick's hanging out. Okay. And he's smiling as he's like, Cutting someone up really nice. He's like, cut. He's like killing someone. Beautiful. Did you play the song while you're yeah. describing it? I think. Willem Dafoe, no pants. He's got like some uh, some nice shoes he just stole on. And he has like a hipster in the way that like they have the yes. skinny suspenders, but mm-hmm. they're tied up. Yes. But it's all tied up with artisan shit that they're into. Totally. And uh, he's got a small knife, and he's making a lot of little cuts. And he's laughing, and occasionally he pisses in his own mouth. And every now and then he's like, hey! <laughs> and, and he cuts when they say hey. Just, hey! That or maybe, you know what, not a small knife. <clears throat> that would be like, like sad. If we made that, that would be satisfying <laughs> for a large group. Maybe we should make that. Whereas like, we, we get William Defoe to slowly murder hipsters. To terrible, fake, canned songs. I think the best weapon of all is the, the you know what a chuck it is? It's for dogs. Yes. To throw the yes. tennis ball. Yeah. <clears throat> Someone to get beat to death with a chuck it stick. <laughs> you know how many swings it would take? A lot. It takes so many. A lot. And it's all this is going on. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. It would uh. just be so jarring. Can we okay? While we're talking about this right. kind of music, do you remember, do you know who the Avit Brothers are? The Avit no. Brothers. Um, they used to be this dope, and they're very they're very successful now. Okay, but they were these these brothers from North Carolina that played this kind of bluegrass Americana, but they would rock the fucking shit out of it. Right, and they would write you know like early twenties kind of. Some of it was like love songs. Some of it was just like you know angsty. Yeah, drinking too much, figuring out your life. But it was all great in this, like... But then they got popular and made this weird, grandiose turn. Really? It went... It To me, it went... I saw them at... The last time I saw them was at the Greek. And I walked out because it was this... Yes, this counselor bullshit. Chevy. Hey, we're camp counselors now. 
Camp Fleetwood Mac. If you like Chevy, you're going to love the new Chevy Silverado. Yes. It's like they started, like their music was used for commercials because it was good. The Silverado with all new onboard GPS maps and in-bed trail cut. Yeah. Chevy, find your way today. And yeah, it's just like... The newly Angular re- white people <laughs> jumping the in a truck. The newly redesigned Silverado. Chevy, you're going places. Hand me my Yeti cooler. <laughs> Chevy and Yeti team up for the summer sweepstakes. <laughs> Chevy Yeti. It's Chevy Yeti this summer. You got a summer. Yeti for your Chevy? This summer, it's Chevy Yeti sweepstakes featuring the Haggard Brothers, David Crosby. David, the ghost of David Cross. I can't even think of a person's name. The Avid Brothers. The no Lumineers. CNN and American Express team up with Yeti Coolers and Silverado Chevy. And 30 Seconds to Mars. 30 Seconds to Mars and Avid Brothers. We take something. What happens when you take something hot and cold and put it together? It's Chevy Silverado and the Avid Brothers with Yeti Coolers and 30 Seconds to Mars. This Sunday at the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, the music turned into like, what if Fleetwood Mac? found Jesus. <laughs> what if Fleetwood Mac didn't use drugs? He had never heard of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> what if Lindsey Buckingham wasn't uh, a genius? <sighs> That's, f- man. It was, yeah, is... I walked, I remember leaving and being like, oh, I don't know what happened. Let's What's the opposite of this? Let's see here. I think this is, this is my current favorite thing to listen to. I think this is the opposite of it is this. This is a song called Soul Sacrifice by Power Trip. It's about to get fucking fully grizzly. I don't know when it starts to get good. Not not good, but it starts to kick starts in. To, starts to rip. It's about to rip. It's about to be like a tank made of flesh. <laughs> okay. It's clean too. Oh my god. I like that. It's the perfect amount. I mean, it's just, I would call this devastating. No, I think it, it's that kind of like, I, I want to go play free safety again. <laughs> That's literally free the... Free safety is a football? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the one you get injured the most, right? You get... No, not really. It's, really? The, it's the guy that's, like, pretty fast that can tackle all right. Oh, he's a tackler? Well, they're the last uh, line of defense. Okay. Like, yeah, you're just you're just diving at people's shoes and shit. You're not, like, making big hits. I honestly don't know much about football. I know too much because really? my dad loves yeah. it, and I think it's fine. I like football. I do enjoy it. It's undeniable. It, it's an undeniable sport. Watching it's, a good college football game is so easy to like. It's... What is there not to like? Well, it's, I mean... There's music, camaraderie. The best thing is that anyone could win at any moment. For And they all want to <laughs> so bad. It could be nine seconds left. You could be down 14 points, and they they won. That is the best part of college. People are like, well, pro football is like, yeah, that's no. exciting. I, went, I got to stand on the field at a couple of NFL games, and it's terrifying. Yeah, but it's, pro football is so, they're all so good. They're so good, and they're so good at turning it on and off, and it's like a, yeah. it's like the... It's like a bunch of robots. Yeah, which is good, and it should be for them. Uh-huh. Because if they couldn't, it would just be murder every Sunday if they couldn't turn that shit off. Yeah. Because they're the biggest, fastest people on the planet. And if they, they decided to murder everyone, mm-hmm. they could. 
with their bare hands. Yeah, I think I've never seen a person in per- Have you seen an NFL player in person before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to have delusions I could compete until I went to oh saw it on God. the field, and I was like, oh, I would die the first play. Yeah, I've heard that they're, to see one in person, you're like, oh, this is a this is a different species of human. It's They're different human beings. Yeah. Because they're the biggest people you've ever seen. Who happened to be also the, the fastest? fastest. <laughs> the fastest. Uh, this is not really has anything to do with it, but I was watching. Britt and I were watching Naked and Afraid. You ever seen that show? Yeah, I like that show. And you know how they, how they key up nature, like nature, the, the black widow spider, the most dangerous bite. They make everything seem really dangerous, even yeah. if it's not or is. The one thing that happened in a lot of episodes is these um, warthogs that live in certain places. And they talk about the warthogs, and I'm pretty sure this was incorrect information. They're like, the warthogs of this jungle have been known to go through the trails up to 30 miles an hour. No, that's true. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? They're fast. That's like a car driving through the jungle. Yes, they're very fast. I I was laughing my ass off because I was like, this is what I thought it was this. (laughs) <laughs> a little, a little pig with tusk one. It's like, <laughs> and like, what is that? And they're like, just shit moving out of the way, and it's a pig with fucking tusks, yes. sprinting, running a four four forty at you. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking. That's insane. what like an NFL person is. It's someone like it's just this massive beast who can also go super fast. Who's faster than the fastest guy at your high school? <laughs> That's who that is. The yeah. fastest guy at your high school and also the biggest dude at your high school. That's yeah. who they are. And then they all just ram into each other every play. And they wonder why they get hurt in a way. No, okay, no. They know why they get hurt. Yeah, they just don't care. I think, and I don't understand why the NFL just doesn't come out like bungee jumping or anything and just be like, just sign this piece of paper saying like, yo, this shit can fuck you up if you play yeah. it. Oh, it will fuck you up. It will definitely fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably because people just didn't really care at some point, right? Because it's, it's so profitable. I think it's that it's and it's that plantation mentality. What does that mean? You think it's like... Well, they're just those owners. Oh, right. Because it is. That's, that's how it's worked. It's like a plantation almost. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not, They're paying them, but yeah. to them, kind of. They own them. They feel like they own them. They pay some of them. Let's yeah. put it that way. Do you know what I mean? Like some of them get paid really, really well. Right. Most of them do not. Most of them are used for weeks at a time and then turned out. Oh, yeah. Hurt. Almost like a, wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't realize that was I the case. I had a friend I played with in high school. He was, he played on the practice squad. You get kind of used. You get. And then he turned his ankle and he was like, I never heard from them again. Wow. Because you like, have how much to you do... make is a couple thousand dollars a week or something like that. Jesus, it's like a horse. Yeah, no, it's without it's without a doubt. That's why they and that's why they view it like that. I mean, some of them make millions because right. of whatever, but it's most of them in mm-hmm. and out, in and out. It's fucking crazy. Damn. I gotta go. Yeah, we got we got, we have to go. Yeah, we have to. Uh, let's play. What what should people know, Billy, uh, uh, on leaving on exiting? Just Billy, if you Google Billy Wayne Davis, uh, all this social stuff, if you want to follow me. That's what I up. love. I love saying that myself. Because it's like, it's like, I don't just, know which one you use or you're into. When people say, how do I find it? Just fucking Google the, Google what you just asked me. Yeah. Little, and that will, yeah. But I also get that, just find a better question to interact with me than when are you going to be in my city? Yeah. I understand that you want to reach out and talk, but that one is frustrating because we do put our dates everywhere and we're constantly 
promoting them. Right. So just say, hey, man, what's up with you? Or, hey, I like that thing. Or, you know, because I don't want to respond to, hey, when are you coming to my city again? That sounds cunty, but it is. You get it. Yeah, you get it. I think I, you know what? No, I don't feel bad because I'm putting, I expect intelligence from people. I think it's we're good to expect a lot. Yeah, we should. We expect too less for people. Thanks, Billy Wayne Davis, for Thank being you. here. Thank you. I love you. Good night. That's the average man's sex rhythm. <laughs> there. It was like. Da, 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 da. You're doing good, though. You're doing good sex right now. You're trying to make her come. Or you. Or you're just thinking about something else. Or my voice. He <laughs> <laughs> just knocked on her forehead. Great voice. Good night, everyone. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to add a little coda to this episode to remind you that if you want to do something, to just do it and figure it out on your feet. If that's been a while... Since you've done the thing that you want to do, just get back into it. Time heals all wounds, and time teaches all lessons. Just get back into it. You're going to do great. It's going to be awesome. And thank you for listening to Live to Tape. See you next week, back on the regular scheduled program, here on Live to Tape with John Pemberton.